0: 500 vehicles to sell, 500 ways to save. One month only at Bill Penny
1: Mitsubishi during May
2: Memorial Month.
1: Now through May 31st, we will accept your credit application. A $200 down payment and a $350 a week paycheck can get you a new
3: Mitsubishi. Don't forget, every new vehicle comes with our 10-year unlimited warranty. You can win $5,000 with our 5K test drive giveaway. Visit BillPennyMitsubishi.com. To qualify buyers out of credit, warranty valid for 10 year ownership on new vehicles only. One entry per household per month. Must be 21 with valid driver's license and insurance. See dealer for details.
0: Up for Rough Trade, so the uh, Rough Trade site's a little messy and a little, the traffic's a little high because right now, as of about an hour ago, we were at 65 participants, I believe, is what I said, which is 195 stories and over 80 fandoms. Yeah, let that sink in. This is going to be our biggest rough trade ever, Um, as far as, like, story content goes. We've had rough trades that had more um, participants, but we still got 10 days left on signing up. So I'm in that area. Anyways, it's pretty stressful. Um, So if you're participating in rough trade and you haven't done your project files yet, I would really super appreciate it if you would take your ass over to the Rough Trade site and do your project files. That would be great. For those of you who are readers, you can go over to the um the site and click on project files in the menu and you can see what everybody is uploading and what everybody's gonna be writing. You can see their in individual project files. We got about thirty ish, thirty seven, thirty eight up right now. So you can see what everybody's writing. You can look at the big list where you can see all the um, titles and fandoms if you go to browse by title. And um, everything who's so, but not everybody has got their project file in, so you're going to be maybe, you know, wondering or might see it as cock-tease. The final date for sign-ups is June 15. Unless I get like 100 participants and I am cutting off at 100. That That is the most I'm willing to – 100 people is is the most I'm willing to. So if I hit 100, um, I'm cutting off um, the sign-ups. So just to keep that in mind, if you're on the fence about participating, make your decision soon. Um, let me give you a real number on that because I think that 60-ish number was a mistake. Hold on. Is it 300 participants – I mean at 100 participants that would be 300 stories and we're currently at 65 participants so reaching 100 is not actually impossible so if you're interested in participating you need to go sign up today because if i hit 100 i am cutting some um i'm cutting it off because i that is my limit 100 people, 300 stories, and 5,000 fandoms. Okay, I'm I'm just I'm done at 100. So, <clears throat> just keep it in mind. Just keep it in mind. Okay, uh, there were some questions about uh, the rough trade thing, so I'm going to put this in the front of this, and I will also answer them on the website in a little more formal way. Um. Yes, you have to have three stories. They have to be in three different fandoms. Can it be a sequel to another story? Yes, but your short story must stand on its own, which means that somebody coming into your story doesn't have to read anything else involved to understand it beyond the actual fandom itself. So keep that in mind. Um, Can you write some all-in-one fandom? No, absolutely not. You need to have three fandoms. I'm trying to broaden your horizons, people. But more than that, I'm trying to give a little gift back to fandom. And what's a better gift than a sentinel fusion? Can Do I have to use fanon? No, you don't. How much canon do you have to use? Well, you have to use the sentinel, okay? I mean, that's the whole fucking point of the fusion. You have to use the sentinel. He has five enhanced senses. Do you have to use the guide? No, because that's barely canon. I mean... I, I think that if, as a reader, when you're coming into a Sentinel Fusion, you have expectations that you expect to be met. So if um, you don't want uh, to, now I'm the first one to say your reader's expectations are not your problem. But if you're gonna if you're gonna stick a Sentinel Fusion label on your short story, you should actually work to. Create a sentinel fusion. Do you have to use spirit animals? It's canon, but no, you don't. Can you do original fiction? No. It is impossible to do original fiction with a sentinel fusion because automatically it's fan fiction if you're writing about sentinels, even if you're using original characters. So no, you can't. Can you you do RPF? Yes. We actually have several stories already in the challenge that are real person fiction. It's not my cup of tea, but you're more than welcome to do it. Can you do a crossover? Absolutely, but you only got 15K. How many fucking fandoms can you squeeze into 15K? You let me know when you figure it out. But I'm not going to put 15 fandoms on your title, so, you know, knock yourself off at two, okay? Just for propriety's sake. Is there a minimum post length? No. But don't be an asshole. And I'm just being for real. Don't be an asshole, because posting 100 words is ridiculous. My header for my fic is almost 100 words. Just don't be an asshole. You, you don't have to post every day. I personally plan to post... Um, three posts for each one of my stories so I'll have nine posts total. It's totally up to you to do up to you, but you can only post once a day. And I highly recommend that you work on one story at a time. Number one, to avoid confusing yourself, which will be very easy to do in a challenge environment, and number two, to avoid your readers asking me questions because they won't be asking you questions. They're not allowed to. They're going to ask me questions, and they're going to go over to the contact form and ask me a question. Don't make these assholes ask me questions. I'm just putting it out there for you. I don't have time to answer their questions. I really don't. And I'm the only one that will get them as far as the contact form goes, unless, you know, some ambitious Reader looks up one of the other mods on Facebook and don't make them do that either. So, you know, be reasonable, be reasonable. Um, the challenge finishes on 731. If you finish on time, you win. If you don't, you lose. You can still continue to post until I get ready to prep the site for the next challenge, which will be in November, and that is National Novel Writing Month. I sent all the participants a template, and if you signed up, you will get a template. Your project files are due immediately. Immediately. They're due immediately. Right now. Go do them right now. That would be great. Thank you. Uh, Can you write three short stories that are a series together? Your stories must be able to stand on their own. I'm personally writing all three of my stories in the same universe that I, that I created for The Awakening. Um, just because I'm lazy and I already had that world building done and I didn't want to have to do it again. Uh, especially didn't want to do it for three stories. But your goal is to um create a short story and it's a lost art form basically, um, in the uh in the writing communities because people either they're building on series or they're writing a four hundred K that's not even a novel, okay? A hundred k is a novel. Four hundred k is vanity. I'm not saying I don't do it because I do. If you go over and you look at Soulmate Bond, you'll see how ridiculous it is, and that's just the first season, and not even talking into how big ties that bind is, because that is ridiculous and it's vain and epic, yes, but it's not really a novel because the novel is around seventy-five to a hundred k. Unless you're writing sci like science fiction or fantasy because we can discuss the length of the Game of Thrones and uh Harry Potter all you want to, but the modern fiction novel, the one you're going to if you have your interest in being published, is going to be between seventy five and a hundred K. If you notice the first Harry Potter book is really short. Because she was trying to sell it. But once she sold it and it became a bestseller, then she could be as epic as she wanted to be. Game of Thrones, it was always huge. It was always big. But you're not George R.R. Martin, and you're not Nora Roberts, and you're not J.K. Rowling. So I want you to learn how to write a short story, and a short story is a confined story told in a certain word count in such a way that it has a beginning, a middle, and an end. Can your stories be connected? As long as it's not required that your reader read the first two stories in order to understand the third, I don't actually give a shit. That's as clear as I can be in that. Now, we're going to talk about, um, <clears throat> I write Slash and I write het in fandom, and I have this Problem. I'm going to tell you my problem. I have head readers who are relatively new to my site. They came for Harry Potter and Hermione and my um, um, Harry Potter and the Soulmate Bond. They came for that. Um, they're sticking around and um, they're very demanding on my time. They're very demanding. I'm going to share with you an email I got today that made my left eyebrow crawl all the way into my hairline. I barely got it back. I, I want you to know that. I barely got it back. Um, so most of you know it's my policy. You don't ask me questions about my works in progress. If I wanted you to know what I was doing, I'd tell you. I do tell you. I tell you a lot of what I do. Okay, so you don't need to be asking me questions. If I wanted you to fucking know, I would tell you, right? And you know that. Um, I have this het reader who emails me on the regular. In fact, when I was being tested for cancer in April, and I had to take a little sabbatical from writing the challenge, and I had to back up inside a little bit. I put a little note out saying, I'm sick, you guys, you need to give me space. Um, During this time, this person emailed me three or four times asking questions about Harry Potter and the Soulmate Bond, and when I told them that I was unavailable because I was actually getting a biopsy that day, um, the response was, okay, I won't bother you for a couple of days. This w- I'm not kidding. I'm really not kidding. So I got an email, and they wanted to know when the next chapter of the soulmate bond will come out, and then they wanted to know what I'm working on next, and then they gave me a list of things they would prefer. Um get part of the soulmate bond, they just wanted to know. Where I was going to go next, and when I told them that I was going to go, um, that my my next big Harry Potter project will be book two in the War Mages trilogy, and that's straight up. Um, I've already written the first two chapters of it. Uh, <laughs> The response I got was this. In that case, can I please plead for a copy of what there is of the unspeakable plot to tide me over? That's right. This person asked me for my rough draft of the unspeakable plot. I'm not kidding. Now, there are a couple copies of that running around the Internet because I did it on Rough Trade, and I took it down off Rough Trade after the challenge was over because it's not finished and it hasn't been put up on my site, and I don't have an excerpt of of it either, mostly because I was irritated because I got like 20 billion questions about the unsequable plot after I took it down off Rough Trade, and it made me so mad, and that's why there isn't an excerpt on my site today because I got so irritated. I said no, just no and then I got a little guilty email of I at least had to check like it wasn't. And the thing is is that I know that when I start post when that when I when it becomes well known, when I announce it on my site, when I put the war mages um into the bitch box and take out the Harry Potter and the soulmate bond that I'm going to immediately get a whole bunch of emails from these hat readers demanding to know what's going on. Because um and you know it's also <laughs> I get the same grief from the slash readers because I um when I did uh when I announced my um, my little black dress challenges, I got four or five emails thanking me for writing Slash again because they thought I'd given it up. I want to stab somebody. I, I really do. I want to stab somebody. You know, not like fatally, but just like a flesh wound. Or two, or twenty. Just a little one, just little flesh wounds, just twenty or so. Not fatal. Which brings me to our uh, our topic for the evening: homophobia, head shippers, and OTPs. One of the biggest things I see among het shippers in fandom is rampant ugly homophobia and it not that any homophobia is pretty because it's not it's it's not but there's a special brand of homophobia in fandom that blows my stunning mind and i'm going to share it with you and it goes like this the first time i ever encountered it i was on the pit otherwise known as fanfiction.net. I'm not advocating it and I'm not advertising fanfiction.net. This is not an advertisement. You should not take it as a recommendation. I was just over there and sometimes when I'm sick, I still when I'm sick, I still go over there because it's just where you go when you're sick. I think it's a fandom constant. If you're sick, eventually you will run out of things to read on Tumblr and on AO3 and LiveJournal will dry up, and then all you'll have left is fanfiction.net, and you'll end up over there. You won't even be able to help yourself. What I see, what I saw at the pit, is I was reading. I was going through um, Harry Hermione tag, because that's um, one of my ships for Harry Potter. And... um, There was a note on the fic, and it went something like this. And I'm not quoting it directly, but it was like, um, Harry slash Hermione. And then there was a note down at the bottom that says, it says, I closed the fic. I closed it. So we'll see. I never read the fic, so I don't even know what happened in the fic. Dumbledore is straight in my fic because... I don't think he's the kind to be gay. I don't think he's that kind. What the fuck does that mean? Well, I know what it means. I know what that person meant. It meant to them that Dumbledore wasn't a pervert in their fic, and that Dumbledore wasn't weak or a pansy. And I'm not saying, you know I'm not saying that I think people are weak or a pansy. I'm telling you what this girl was, person was saying to their readers, that their Dumbledore wasn't that kind. I did not read their fic. The second time I encountered this kind of, um, Homophobia in fandom. I was on. um, I was. uh, I was actually posting on fanfiction.net and I was posting Dark Places in the Soul. And in that, I had a whole bunch of het pairings and I had one gay pairing. I'd paired Rodney with Evan Lorne. And when I posted one of the parts where it was revealed. That Rodney was in a relationship with Evan Lauren, I got so much crap for not warning for slash because apparently I, I was supposed to warn for slash and I knew nothing about fandom, so I put a warning on it. I had no idea. I put slash in the in the in, because I didn't know. I didn't know that was. I mean, I just did it right, and so. um and they were, all oh, there were complaints. Oh, why'd you make Rodney Gay? Blah, 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 blah. I mean, it was just ugly. And then I got into the Slash fandom, and the deeper I got into Slash fandom and McKay Shepard, the, the more I wanted to separate myself from the het readers in Stargate. And it came to a head when I started posting what might have been, and I was still writing on Dark Places in the Soul, and I had one of the readers who was reading that series jump my shit for posting what might have been um which is, you know, my big love letter to um McKay <laughs> and I uh Oh oh they hated it. Oh, they hated it. And she harassed me so much that I vowed on my magic and my soul to never finish Dark Places in the Soul, which is actually pretty terrible considering I have 40K that I have never published for that series. And I never will. It will sit on my hard drive until I die. Because... I got so fucking irritated, and and then I went just like completely off the rails when it came to Het. And I didn't even want to look at it. and I didn't read it, and I just like no, and Stargate no, no, it's McKay Shepard, McKay Shepard only. And I was one of those people for like two years. Don't even look at me. Don't look, don't look at me. And then I started, and then I started hating Jennifer Keller because that's what you do. As you do when you're a McKay Shepard shipper, you hate the fuck out of Jennifer Keller. That's just like standard. And it helps really that she was really two-dimensional and terrible and written badly. Um, and I love Jill State, but Jennifer Keller's a stupid character. And it's really um, it was easier to redeem Jennifer early on when we didn't know much about her. But the more they wrote about her and the more she appeared in the show, the harder it was for me to write her in a positive light because they were that male. Fulfillment fantasy thing they had going on with Doctor Barbie really ruined. How could they take an actress who played such an awesome character on Firefly? It was she was amazing on Firefly. She was bright. She was pretty. She was she was capable, and she was funny. And then they so so we knew that Jewel was capable of that. We knew. That jewel was capable of delivering us a three dimensional character with flaws and and beauty and talent and um amazing delivery you know that she you know that she was capable of having this great chemistry with the actors around her, but what we got from Keller was nothing of the sort, and I'm not saying we should have got a clone of the character that she played on firefly I'm just saying that they wrote her in such a way that they totally wasted all of Jules' potential writing this two-dimensional fantasy insert, nerd fantasy insert that the writers had for, for um, the, the character. Because they, too, were a fan of Jules' state, and they actually, they might as well just slap her in the face. I mean, Really. But that's not the point. So I had a real problem with HET readers in the Stargate fandom because of that. And um, because of the backlash I got when I started writing Flash. And so I took away from it. I stepped back. No, 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 no. So when I started writing Star Trek, so of course I picked Kirk and Spock. That was always going to be the way I was going to go because of the, the experience I'd had with Het um, readers in the Stargate fandom. And then when I entered Harry Potter, of course, I picked Harry and Draco. I mean, even though as a reader I read Harry and Hermione almost exclusively until I started getting the idea that I wanted to write Harry Potter myself. And then I had to, oh, well, I can't. So I wrote now in college I wrote a lot of Harry and Hermione, which is where Harry Potter and the Soulmate Bond actually comes from. Not the original version, um you're not seeing the original version that on the website. It's I've rewritten it and um I have a lot of works in progress that are Harry and Hermione that I never even thought about finding until I found the disc and my husband saved it for me. Um, he he got my data off this really old <laughs> Floppy disk, not the big floppy. I'm not like the three inch, but like the two. You know, the one and a half, the two. You know, the the little ones that came second, not not the giant ones. Um, and he saved it for me, and I had all this data, and um, I started going through it and reading it, and it really kind of rekindled my um, my love for for writing that pairing. Um, but I had all this Harry and Draco stuff, and I was very comfortable with that, and I wasn't going to post anything for Harry and Hermione, because I didn't want to be involved with the het readers, the exclusive het readers in the Harry Potter fandom, because that's where the homophobia is. And I'm not saying they're all homophobic, but there are a lot of them. Yes, the 3.5-inch, the not the 5.25-inch. Now, odd side note, when I was very young, I used to play Oregon Trail, and it was on a 525 Floppy. I love the hell out of Oregon Trail. I wish they'd put a version up on Facebook that was playable. It would be awesome. It would be great. So I'm not saying that all exclusive hat readers in Harry Potter fandom are homophobic, but the ones that are bold enough to make demands on me tend to be. When they see a Gen story in progress, they'll be the first ones to say, "Oh, make it this or this or this or this, and please don't do this. Don't make Harry gay. He's not that kind." Fuck you. Just fuck you. And I mean that in the most serious way possible. Just, just fuck you. I just – because – and, you know, earlier in the week I was on somebody else's Facebook and I saw a variety of this comment. Um, Julie's <laughs> quoting something in the chat room. Harry's an – well, she's talking about Harry Potter because we had this experience. is an alpha male and alpha males aren't gay. That got said. Um, Harry's too masculine to be gay. That got said. Obviously, these people have never seen a bear and I don't mean the kind that walk around on all four legs. I'm just saying, just saying. Some of the butchest people I ever met were gay men. I mean, I mean, straight up, straight up. Anyways, he's not that kind. He's too alpha. He's too masculine. He's too strong to be gay. That's what they tell you when they're when they're trying to convince you of the pairing they want you to write they are trying to um manipulate you into into writing this, this their um otp whether it be harry and hermione or harry and luna or harry and daphne or harry and susan or just harry and whoever harry and floor they don't want you to write harry draco or harry neville um that got, that got kind of weird on me a minute cuz that just that play on words harry neville because it does remind me that um, the actor who played Neville Longbottom recently appeared in just his underwear in a magazine, looking quite good and a little hairy. (sighs) Yeah. (laughs) Hold on a minute. I got a little sidetracked, because, yeah, I mean, you know. But... That's what comes out of their mouth. He's too masculine. He's too strong. He's too alpha. What the fuck ever? Really, what the fuck ever? So if I have one thing to say to my head readers um, who are going to be immensely disappointed for the next six months, perhaps longer I'm working on the last two parts of season one of Harry Potter and the soulmate bond which is Harry's vassal and Hermione's spirit and that's parts 29 and 30 and after which when I finish that I'm going to be juggling things around trying to figure out where I'm going to go and I'm probably going to finish up ties that bind first and then I'm going to do um the war mages novel which will be done completely offline and you won't see it till it's finished um and um, if I start posting anything on a regular basis at that point, it's probably going to be season two of Sentinels of Atlantis. So I want my Harry Potter hat readers to, to listen to me very carefully, and eventually there will be an email about it, or there will be a post about this. Harassing me about about writing doesn't work. I'm not one of those people who falls to peer pressure. And if you continuously ask me to write something, I will get to the point where I will never want to write it again. And I want you to know that if you're the person, even if you only write me once, and I've gotten 45 other emails that week, and you're the final straw, you're the one I'm going to blame, and I'm going to blame you in public, and I'm going to give everybody your email address. I mean it. If I get harassed to the point where I no longer want to write Harry Potter and the Soulmate Bond, the person who delivers that final question email is going to be the one I blame in public. So don't be that person, which means don't email me about it. Don't ask me. Do not ask me. Wait. What you need to know about Harry Potter is that Harry and Hermione is my OTP, for Harry for Harry Potter. But I also like to write Harry and Draco. Um, and while I don't owe my readers anything, I don't think I owe you anyone a single thing in in fandom. I will say this. The people who read ties that bind and the people who read Sentinels of Atlantis and the people who read War Mages They haven't been harassing me for the last year wondering where their updates are. They haven't been asking me over and over and over again, are you going to do this, are you going to do that, when will you do this, when are you going to post this, when are you going to post that. They have been waiting patiently for their turn, and it is their turn. And if you don't wait patiently as well, it won't ever be your turn again. And I mean you individually, because I'm getting to the point where I'm going to start banning individual users from my website. I've already done it twice. I'm more than willing to do it again. I will ban every IP address in your state to make sure you don't read on my website. That's how far I'm willing to go. I'm also precariously close to making my site members only. I will do it. Don't think I won't. I really will. The Sentinels of Atlantis people have been waiting over a year. Let's not even discuss how long they've been waiting for a sequel for, Lan- for *Lantian Legacy, because that's ridiculous. But I have a lot of things on my plate. So it could be like five years. It, it really could. And I'll get to it when I'll get to it. I write where I'm inspired, and I post what I write, and that's just the way it's going to work, and you don't need to be an asshole because it's not going to work out for you. It really isn't. I will ban your ass. I will ban your entire neighborhood. I'll look up your IP address and block every IP address within 300 miles of you. I'll do it. I have that ability. And if you don't already suspect this, let me make it clear to you. Don't be an asshole because I have the ability to be 15 times the asshole you'll ever be on your best day. And it will be a regular day for me. Just saying. Just putting that out there for you. I'm just I'm being for real. Um and I don't want to hear any of this homophobic crap. From my head readers. So if you tell me, oh, please don't write Harry Draco because Harry's not gay. I'm going to tell you to go fuck yourself. Epically. In public. With your name. And maybe half your email. Maybe your whole email. Everybody's going to know who it is. I'm really fucking fed up with you people. I um I have no respect for intolerance and bigotry and homophobia and racism and sexism or misogyny. And if you are any of these things within my vicinity and I see it, I will ban you from my site. I will ban you from rough trade. I will defriend you on Facebook and throw you out of my Facebook groups. I will do this. And I don't care if you do it on my side or not. If I see you doing this kind of shit, I don't want to be around you. And since I lead a cult of cock-worshippers, it is my responsibility as a cult leader to make sure that you don't taint the others. I will throw your ass out, boom, done, and you never get to come back. I also... (laughs) There's someone in the room saying they suffer from heterophobia. I don't like that either. I, I really don't. I know you're joking. Um... But I don't like to uh, hear from my slash readers that I shouldn't be doing this or I shouldn't be doing that or why'd you make Bilbo a girl. Oh, fuck you. I do what I want. Don't get confused. (laughs) I know you love all the porn, and I, I know you were joking. But not everybody does, and not everybody's joking when they say shit like that. And so I, I just I, I don't want you to be confused, and I don't want you to get me mixed up with somebody else who, who will tolerate that shit, because then you'll be sad, because then I won't be your friend anymore. And that might make you momentarily sad. I don't know. It could be days. It could be an hour. It could be 15 minutes. or It could be blah, fuck you, Kira. And then you go off and find somebody else to talk, and that's fine. You do that but i don't owe fandom anything and i don't owe my readers anything um and that being said i um the majority of my audience is slash and i'm going to give you i'm going to give you an example i'm going to go over to my stats and i'm going to tell you uh exactly where I'm coming from on this because I know a lot of my head readers think that I should should concentrate on them because um, they're the biggest group and they have the most traffic and I should pay attention to them. Um, That's not how it works. And traditionally speaking... The most traffic I get on my site for any one story is Ties That Bind. It is the most popular story on my site, and it is almost exclusively. Now, there are some het pairings in there, but the het sex is minimal. Biggest fan base is BDSM Slash. Straight up. My biggest group of fans are Stargate fans. They're not Harry Potter fans. They're Stargate fans. My next biggest group is Star Trek fans. So Harry Potter isn't even breaking the top three here, okay? Or I guess they are the top three. It's number three. Harry Potter is number three. Um, And honestly, of my most popular fics of Harry Potter, the most popular fic on my site is of the Serpent King As far as the Harry Potter fandom goes And that Slash So that's a little perspective for you um, You're not more important You're not a bigger voice You're not a bigger audience And honestly I'm not even writing it for the audience But if I was going to cater to my fans And I don't But if I was going to Based on pure numbers It wouldn't be you I'm just putting that out there for you Just letting you know so you're aware, and you know statistics don't matter to me so much, and comments don't matter to me to me so much. I mean, I just, you know, confused with that. It's 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 not super important. Um, you know, there's wow. There's a little section on um. There's a little section on WordPress where it will tell you the search terms somebody used to get to your website, right? And my top search terms for yesterday were "Bock," "Fanfiction," "My Name," "Rough Trade." And Hermione rims Harry. Eighteen people searched for that today. You go, freaks. Every one of you. <laughs> oh, wow, wow. Oh, what? <laughs> yesterday was even better. Hermione fucks Harry. That hasn't happened yet in the soulmate bond, but just between you and me, it's gonna. It totally is. It's gonna happen. It is for sure gonna happen. Um, yeah, and tangled destinies was my number one topic yesterday, closely by eyes that bind. So just you know, keep it in mind. If I was gonna keep score, um, you're not the my het readers aren't the ones who'd win that race. I get twice as much traffic and twice as much feedback from slash readers, if that mattered. Interesting side bit, there are 18,632 comments on my site. I would say 75% of them are um, on my slash stories. Um... There are two million three hundred fifty-six thousand one hundred ninety-one words on my Kira site. That's just posts, not actual comments. And comments, I'm at nine hundred thousand, nine hundred thirty-five thousand comments words in comments. So I'm pretty close to a million words in comments. So that'll be cool. And I've been up and running for seven years. Um, There are 298 posts and 73 pages on my website, and most of it is dedicated to Flash, and that's where it's going to stay. Because while I am a Harry and Hermione shipper, I am also a Harry and Draco shipper, and I will forever, I will go down with the McKay Shepherd ship. I will go down in that ship all the way to the bottom of the ocean. You don't even question it that's just how it's gonna be and so um don't don't let it worry you <laughs> um no, don't inflight my comments i want i want to um to to earn my one million words and comments legit in a legit fashion i uh what bothers me fandom There's so much potential in fandom for growth and experience and for um, acceptance. And so whenever I'm just punched in the face with homophobia, uh, he's not that kind, Harry's too masculine to be gay, Harry's too much of an alpha to be gay, I just want to punch somebody in the face. And I wonder how that works in the Teen Wolf fandom. I'm not actually in the Teen Wolf fandom, so I don't know if I see that. But one thing that makes me want to just – is
1: when I'm –
0: I guess so, man. I have to close a lot of journal. I belong to a bunch of um, fit groups where, like, they're searching for different types of fix. And every day, there's some asshole in one of these finder fix. We're saying, "Can I have this, this, and this?" And please, no slash. I'm not saying you're required to read slash, but don't treat it like it's the plague. Instead of saying I don't want to read this, tell me instead what you want to read. Give it a positive spin. Say, Don't say, I don't want to read Harry Draco. Say, I want to read Harry and Hermione. And if you say that, the people who are responding, they're going to give you exactly what you want. You don't have to trash somebody else's Favorite ships. I hate that. I hate seeing these ship wars. Everybody gets bent out of shape. You know, don't do this. I'm not reading this. I can't ever read this. Don't read it. That's fine. You don't have to talk about it. I don't want to know. Because I don't give a shit. Ask me. I don't give a shit. I want to hear something really quick about me. And then I'm going to put one of these ladies I have on the board online with me. And I'm not. I'm just going to pick... Um. I don't care what somebody's sex is. I don't care. I don't care if you're male. I don't care if you're female. I don't care if you identify differently than you're born. You be what you want to be, and I will accept that. as I, I need no other explanation. I don't need to know what junk you've got in your pants unless I'm going to sleep with you. Your junk is none of my business. And when it comes to writing relationships and characters, I don't care who's a boy and who's a girl and who boys and boys and girls until I get them naked and it's time to have sex and I gotta figure out where it's tab A and the slot B or t- slot C whatever you know I gotta figure out how they're gonna fuck that's when it matters. That's when I care, and only because I had to figure out the logistics. It's just semantics to me. I don't care. um, Julie says, I'm so tired of, of, and I quote, I'm not reading because you didn't write my ship. I've seen this. I don't actually care if you read my work, so you don't have to tell me you're not going to read it. My field where I grow my fucks is empty because I have no fuck to give. Empty, it's barren. So I don't care what kind of junk my character has until it's time for them to actually fuck, and I gotta work out the logistics. Penetration isn't important to me. Sometimes I write it, sometimes I don't. Don't actually care. I don't care. And I don't care if you do. Not giving a shit. Really not. So, if you encounter a fic you don't want to read because the character is... Trans, or the character is gay, or the character is um, male when they were female in the um, in the story, or they're female and they're male in the story. If you don't want to read it, just close it. You're not going to be missed. The fandom is big who want to read it I'm just saying Just saying I mean just be real Just move on Close the window Pick out something else There's a fuck ton of stuff to read on AO3 You got plenty of choices to make You don't got to read it And more importantly Just so we're clear Your opinion Doesn't matter No one cares about your opinion. Now, uh, maybe they do. Maybe some people care. Maybe they want to get the positive feedback. Oh, I love this. Oh, uh. but they don't care if you hate it. They don't want to hear that. They don't want to care. You're not going to read it because they didn't write your your ship. They really don't
1: care.
0: Really. Hello. Hello, Lady Holder. Hello. <clears throat> I hope y'all can hear me. I can hear you. I'm not sure mm-hmm. if they can. <clears throat> uh-huh. Okay, whatever. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> they can hear you. They can hear you. Okay, <clears throat> good.
3: So I don't have any interesting search terms for the last two days, but for the last 30 <laughs> days I have um, Hermione's Fertile Trust,
1: <laughs> Where the fuck does that come from
3: <laughs> I can fuck if I know And then there's Colson cock prostate sick.
1: I
2: don't
3: even know I, don't even
0: think I had Colson having sex The love of God You know Sometimes Google is amazing And I don't mean that in a good way
3: I hate I hate Azure This is an FYI
0: um,
3: <laughs> Last quarter Doc McCoy's screen plug spread big? Really? <laughs> See?
0: The, the, the things that will lead a person... Fertile what? Um, <laughs> Hermione's fertile what? Um, fertile. They're wanting to know in the chat. Hermione,
3: Hermione's fertile thrust. As in... It's thrust. A little hit
0: thrust. Thrust. As in he thrust into... Okay. Thrust. Wow.
3: Yes.
0: <laughs>
3: uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah apparently.
2: Jilly um, is quoting
0: I think a a search term on her okay. site. Tony, the um the omega of the team fucked <laughs> I'm betting. I, just yeah, wow. Yeah, that's just you know, it's amazing what search engines will churn up. Yeah, remember that mm-hmm. search engines are harvesting from your entire site. So they might pick a word from here and a word from there, and if you've got a whole bunch of posts like Lady Holder does, it's gonna pop some interesting things.
3: Uh, yeah. I have hey, this one's actually kinda tame. Steve Rogers Smut. <laughs> it's like really? My name apparently is the big one. That's amazing, and Young Sentinels and Guides is all over the place. I mean, it just shows up all over the place. Tag Blair shows up. Oh, hey, <laughs> this one shows up eight times. Sex
0: pillow. How the fuck
2: do you sex just? Sex pillow. Find
0: stuff out of- the fuck. I mean, really? I don't know, but there was a time there, like in the chat room, where you talked about sex pillows a lot.
3: Well, I was doing. I was. I was actually writing something, and I got the biggest "what the fuck" from you and Chris because you didn't recognize what I was. What I was talking about, so I posted about it. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> I like OT.
0: <clears throat> that reminds me of a story. I'm going to tell you a story. I'm going to tell you guys a story. In the late '90s. My Aunt Busybody redecorated her sun porch.
3: Oh, God, this is bad already.
0: It is really bad. And she decided that she was going to be frugal when it comes to purchasing um, the couch um, sofa for her uh, her sun porch. And um, she was very interested in the lounge chair you know ladies lounge chair oh no um oh oh yes oh you know what this is going oh. on already right so i have she call, so she finds one at a flea market that she really likes and she has my cousin stan and how did he get to the oh girlfriend call him Vernon, I'm going to call him Vernon. That's terrible because his name's actually worse than that. Stan and Vernon, my cousins, go to the flea market to pick up the couch my aunt has bought. And I get a phone call. And my aunt, Stan, is laughing so hard he cannot speak. So I end up speaking to my cousin Vernon. And he says, You will not believe what Aunt Busybody bought. And I was like, What? He said she bought a sex couch. I said no, no. He said yeah, it's one of those where the, you know where you lay up on it and it makes the ass in the perfect position for. F-. And I'm like shut up, she didn't. And I'm like she. He's like she totally did. So they took the picture and they forwarded it to me. And yes, in fact, it was a sex couch. And so I was like, um, okay, just stay right there. I'll. Call mama, and I saw. Call my mother, and I'm like, Aunt Busybody bought a couch at the flea market, but it's actually one of those sex sofas. And she's my mom, and says, How's that work? So I had to explain the logistics of how a sex couch works to my mother, and she's laughing, so I send her the picture. And she was like, well, would you look at that, the things that people make. And they got passed around to everybody in my family. And so I called my Aunt Busybody, and I said, is there any particular reason why you wanted this whore red sofa for your, because um, it was red, it was red, this whore red sofa for your sun porch? And she's like, well, I like the color a lot, and the design was interesting. And I thought it would make it really easy for me to read. I could lean up on that oh, big God. part, and it would be really comfortable. And I was like, you're totally right about that, but I can't let you buy this sofa. Dan's going to get your money back. And she was like, but I really like it. I'm like, no. And busybody, because it's not a sofa. It's not a reading sofa. It's a sex couch. What? You You know that part you want to lean on so that you can be comfortable while you read? That's where you put the person who's going to be Penetrated. And she went, oh, oh, sweet Jesus, get my money back. Please. I said, I will. So I called my cousins. I said, get her money back. You're not bringing that sex couch home to my Aunt Busybody.
1: <clears throat>
0: <laughs> so we take her to Ikea and buy her a couch because we can't trust her, obviously, to buy on her own anymore. But, yes, that's the time my Aunt Busybody bought a sex couch. Oh sweet
1: uh,
3: Jesus. Yeah. yeah, you know, I'm 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 looking at Google, it's got some interesting shit. I don't know which one it's real, but I, I found some interesting things that I'm just
0: absolutely
1: horrified It's like over. this if you put in sex cats, it was exactly
0: like this red one that pops up. I wonder if that was the most popular one. color. oh, that one, yeah, it's got a nice curve to it. Tantric yeah. journey. Yeah, something like that. Oh, here it is. Here, th- this is. Oh my God, this is it. This is actually very, very similar. I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna post it in the chat room. Oh, holy! You God. would be amazed at what you could buy at a flea market. No,
1: actually, I'm not horrified. Actually, I'm just-
0: horrified uh, and amazed i might also say but yes uh i have to wonder if um sex couches are always red i imagine they're never uh, white
2: i really wonder but know you know
0: oddly point. enough it would actually be very comfortable to read on yeah so she wasn't wrong but it's an inappropriate uh, purchase to make from a used you just don't want to use yeah. couch
3: no, no. I mean if you no. want to buy a sex
0: couch, you buy yourself a sex couch, but buy new. Or at least buy leather. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying I don't think a white one's a good choice. Um I don't think black's not a good um black's not a good choice either because the cum is just gonna show up real I would get leather or vinyl. I would. Probably vinyl, so that way you can use because you know bleach can can ruin um, leather. I understand. I'm putting that out there. Mm-hmm. Yes, my aunt, bought, mm-hmm. my aunt Busybody once bought a sex couch at a flea market. You can't, you cannot buy that kind of entertainment because no, you really can't it, because you can't mention it often. But when you do uh-huh. mention it, it shuts her right up because she's got nothing to say. There's no defense from that. All you gotta say is uh, Hey, remember that time you bought that sex couch from the flea market?
1: <laughs> and oh, whatever goodness. she was
0: going to say it just totally derails whatever she was going to say. But it does actually look very comfortable for reading. I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna lie. But that's not what it's for.
3: F Y I if you um, if you push right. out, just be ready. Mm. Mm
0: a vagina couch. Wow, see, there's just no need for that. There's no need for that. They market them as yoga chairs. That's just like they market vibrators as massag- as massagers. Sure they do. As personal massagers? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right. I too once had to explain. Jade, Jade says my great aunt had to clean out my brother's room after he went to war and found his cock ring, and she had no idea was it what what it was. And Jade had to explain. I too have had that explanation experience. You and I, I feel you, Jade. I'm I'm right here with you. It was terrible. Um, I had to explain it to my uh, to, to my grandmother. As a matter of fact, I was 17, and um, I had only ever um, seen them. Um, like in magazines and shit. And uh she found one in my uncle's um Because he was um indulging in his third uh post war sofa tour and um he was uh <laughs> sleeping in her den and he moved to my uncle's house and she found the cock ring in the couch cushion. In your in between the couches cushions. Yeah. Uh-huh. And um <clears throat> She was like she, um, she, uh, she says, honey, come here a minute. I and said, so, I put my book down because that's what I did at that age, and um, I go in there, and she's like, "Isn't this ring a little big for?" And I'm looking at it, and it, it clicks <laughs> in my seventeen-year-old brain exactly what my grandmother <laughs> is holding. And I was like, "Oh, Nana." <laughs> um, hold on a minute. Oh, and I go into the kitchen and I get a paper towel, and I come back in and I say, "Here, put it in this, and I wrap it up." I said, "Um, that's Uncle Joel's uh uh personal property." Let's just, she says, "Well, what is it?" And so I I said, "It's cock ring. Oh God. Then my grandma says this. Well, I've seen that boy naked. He don't need one that big.
1: <laughs> oh, God. Oh. oh, God. I need my inhaler. <laughs> That's oh, my,
0: my grandma God. right there. That's my grandma. Oh. You can't even. I just. Yeah. I I'm gonna go put this in a ziploc bag, and we'll just let him know it's in the. It's um. Mm-hmm. We're gonna put it in that drawer over there.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: Oh. oh. yeah. The things you can and cannot hide from your own mother are actually very, very limited. I've been to, and including, yeah. of course, your penis size, because who's gonna see it? Your mama. Your mother. He's yeah, always going to know oh, what man. you're packing. Uh-huh. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Whew. Anyways, what a, back to homophobia mm-hmm. and um, head shippers. Now, you're a exclusively slash writer in fandom, right? I've written actually. I've I mean, written, like, uh, your main I, pairings? Oh, yeah, my main pairings
3: are all slash. Um, I have, do you know how hard it was? Um, just as an FYI, one of the new books I have coming out this year, guys, is actually Het. It was so weird. I I actually have a couple um I have two Het side pairings in uh the what might have been in the what might have been series and That's my series. Oh no, not no, your what your what might have been, sorry. My um
2: what is it? <laughs> home is
3: what you make of it. Sorry, it's, it's supposed to be a complicated <laughs> choice. Suck, suck it up. I'm sorry. Brain flirt. Um,
1: I was
0: like, really? I'll claim it. I'll claim it. I'll get
1: confused but, really
0: easily. I'll go, okay, yeah, you're yeah, uh, sure God, you wrote that. Got, I've, yeah, I've got so many big,
3: little stories. But um, most of my stuff is, is flash. You know, I don't even think... I don't even think any of my my challenge fic I ever did was was um. It's all been slash, huh? Okay, well then, I don't get any shit for it either. Weirdly,
0: that's yeah. because you don't yeah, really one. have any het readers. You know, it's, nope. and I don't mean like I got a lot of slash readers who <clears throat> read het too. I mean, when I say mm-hmm. het reader, I mean exclusively het reader. And once you encounter someone who's exclusively a het reader, it's like a... It's deeply uncomfortable. I'm I'm deeply uncomfortable around people who are that close-minded. I mean, even my own mother reads gay fiction. And one of my mother's favorite movies is Brokeback Mountain. I'm just gonna put that out there. Your mother
3: just—your mother just likes the
0: pretty, pretty men. <laughs> this is true. This is true. <laughs> she doesn't watch gay porn. I mean, I haven't got her that far yet. She is in her sixties, but
3: doesn't mean she doesn't. I mean, she still got everything moving.
0: Yeah, yeah. These, yeah. but these, these straight up, I read only het readers. They're very difficult. To be around, mm-hmm. and they're very difficult to interact with because you feel like you can't – I don't want to say I censor myself, but sometimes I feel um, restricted and kind of confined, which is why I posted all those gay men kissing on my Facebook last night. Just mm-hmm. to <laughs> – you know, I freed myself the, up a things, little bit.
3: One of the things that um, – you and I talked about ages ago with one of your Harry Potters was when Hermione rimmed Harry and how much of a shitstorm we were expecting that to be. Yeah, I that did one?
0: get some comments, but I didn't get nearly as much comments as I thought I would. I got mm-hmm. more comments out from the finger fucking than I did the <clears throat> rimming. Mm-hmm. But even then, I didn't get as much as I expected. And I think that's because, and I'm going to say this, I the, the shit I did get came from female readers.
3: Mm-hmm, probably.
0: And I thought that was really interesting. But then my husband, and I told my husband about it, and he said, well, you know, um, most straight men have no problem with a woman playing with their ass.
3: Yeah, most.
0: Not all of them. No, not all of them. I mean, there are some. Um hmm But, you know, it, and he said, you know, you probably honestly would have gotten more uh, uh, backlash if it had been Harry masturbating and fingering his own ass. And I thought about mm-hmm. that, and I thought, you know what, I bet that is actually true. Yeah. But because one of the people in the vet was female, it it remained heterosexual. But if Harry was by himself, it could have been construed as gay activity if he'd have Mm -hmm. finger-fucked himself. But Hermione did it, and she's a girl, so it was heterosexual in nature, and they didn't have a problem with it. And I was like, really? Is that how that's going to work? And then last night I decided that sometime in the next two chapters or perhaps the yeah sometime definitely in the next two chapters Hermione's going to peg Harry just it doesn't really fit my plot though it doesn't fit my plot but i'm just so irritated i'm so irritated uh-huh. by the by the um the intolerance and the and the homophobia uh, that I encounter from my exclusive hat readers. And, um, and honestly, I think um, it mostly, uh, it's, um, and I'm going to say this, and it is insulting as fuck, and I'm probably going to get some shit for it. So um, in advance, if this makes you mad and you have the need to email me, don't bother because I don't care. I'm going to tell you this. I think exclusive female het readers get bent out of shape when you make Harry gay because then they can't insert themselves into the story as his love interest.
3: Well, that's just short-sighted of them.
0: I know, right? Uh-huh. I do believe that. I believe that women who are adamantly opposed to Harry being gay is because they want to imagine Harry fucking them and not fucking um, Draco.
3: I'm going back. This is actually in what might have been. It's that episode with that that French woman who got all bent because um, John was fucking uh, Rodney. And you commented that um, she was one of those women who um, every man in the room had to pay attention to or otherwise she got bent. And I'm wondering if that isn't part of the um, homophobia because, you know, you get two good-looking guys who are far more interested in each other than, than any female, and of course that's just not on.
0: We well, I've encountered women like that, and in fact, when I wrote that, there was a woman in my life like that, and I actually kind of patterned her, that French character, off that Canadian woman. She's French-Canadian. That Canadian woman mm-hmm. off this person that I knew, because she was of the opinion that every woman in the room had to be her friend and every man in the room had to want to fuck her.
3: Yeah, no. And there were
0: no exceptions to this. <coughs> there were no exceptions.
3: I'm sorry. And but she there's, was there's so that's...
0: difficult to be around. Um, more so for the fact that one time I got really irritated with her, um, because she said that she could um have any man she wanted. And I said that's not true. huh. And she said, Oh, that's absolutely true. She said I can she said and I quote, I could even have yours. Ha,
3: uh, ha, huh, huh. Right.
0: Not. And that's when we stopped being friends, <laughs> in case oh. you were wondering. Because yeah. I said, if you even tried to get mine, I would put you in a hole. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> You may or may not be breathing when it happens. <laughs> More fun when they're breathing. Um.
3: Wow. Don't talk, cows, don't you? I, It's just wow. I mean, it's
0: just, and there are women like that. There are, and I think oh, that's that's what it boils down to. And when it comes to exclusive het male readers, they want to put themselves in Harry's place. 'cause they want mm-hmm. to fuck him um Emma Watson or yes uh ivana lynch, um and so of course or or the girl who plays Jenny, whatever, really? and so if Harry's the gay, way. they can't put themselves in that position so they can fuck that young woman or they can' that's can't the only way they they're gonna to to ever accomplish that, you know, so they're using yes. it as jerk off material. Um of course. So, and that's just the way I think about these exclusive het readers who get bent with you. Now, if, if they don't say anything or they don't care, you know, they just skip it. But the ones who get really bent with you and send you comments, and send you emails because you've offended their very um existence with your with with your fiction that you've spent your time and attention on that suddenly Your work is so offensive, they have no choice but to let you know how offended they are. That's because you've disrupted their fantasy. And like any other sociopath on earth, when you disrupt a sociopath's fantasy, they want to let you know.
3: That's just wonderful.
0: You know, it's just... And this is just my opinion. It's not ladyholder's Holder's opinion. So if you've got a problem with the things that I've said in the last 20 minutes and you want to tell somebody about it and you want to exercise your sociopathology, pathology, you go right ahead and email me. It's kiramarcos at com, And I will tell you exactly what I think of you when you email me. And it's going to go something like this Go fuck yourself. And that's all it's going to be. It's the radio show. You know.
3: And by the way, it's ladyholderm at com. <laughs> I can also say go fuck yourself, and I can even find <laughs> other languages to go tell you to go fuck yourself. I'll really start calling out the ones. We can use ones. Google
0: Translator. We can do it in German hey. and Latin and Spanish. I mean, for Klingon? For every we can do it in Klingon? Oh,
3: yeah. Hey, that one would be a good one. For every paragraph, you'll get a new language. So
0: think on that.
2: You
1: know,
0: I don't have a problem with Het Ships. I read it. I read Harry Hermione. I read. I read a really great Harry and Daphne one. I don't read Spock and. Oh God, I never can say her name. Uhura. 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 I don't read that. I never have read it. It's nothing against the actress. I just don't appreciate that pairing. Um, I didn't read Kirk and Spock until the new version of the movies. Just to be perfectly honest, because I think Chris Pine's gorgeous. Mm-hmm.
3: <sighs> yeah, the, the thought of Shatner was just a bit. Much. If
0: there is a Vulcan way to say "go fuck yourself," I will find it and put it in the email. I'll just let you know. Mm-hmm. You can take a picture of my bird finger and send it to you. I'm just saying.
3: <clears throat> well, you know there there actually is. You, you know what the Ta'al all looks like. Everybody knows what the to all looks like.
1: Yeah. Okay.
2: So you know
3: it's, it's the, the the term or one of the terms is peace and long life, okay? Well, my family's got a, a really, you know, wretchedly human response to that, which is to flip them the burden, say, die young and poor. You know? <laughs> it's just, you know, we, we've we had this for, I don't know how long, but, you know, every once in a while, I'll give my dad the, the to all and say, you know, peace and long life. And he looks at me and you know, he flips me up and he says, do not say the other. <laughs> it's like, off we go. <laughs>
0: Yeah. My favorite part about the first Star Trek movie um,
1: uh,
0: of the alternate universe is when um, Spock tells the Vulcan Council to live long and prosper, and you're thinking to yourself, he just told them to go fuck themselves.
3: Mm-hmm. Sideways.
0: Oh. <sighs> yeah. So, yeah. just pure expression. But I honestly, that's just my opinion on exclusive het readers who complain. Um, if you read exclusively pet and you don't complain and you just move on. I have no problem with you. But the ones who stop and complain, the ones that make excuses, oh, Harry's not gay, Harry's too masculine, Harry's too alpha to be gay. You I have a have problem they, with you. Have they seen I think this, you're an um, asshole.
3: Yeah, well. Have they seen Daniel's posts where he's basically told everybody that fuck you, I'm I'm if if not you know, whatever, if I'm not one thing, because he doesn't pigeonhole himself, I'm accepting. You know, come on, he doesn't give a shit. All right, now, he might give a shit about people objectifying him, because he had a legit meltdown over um, pictures that made it onto the web. All right.
0: I don't you know, blame him, because that's not the avenue um, by which he was – I mean, that that wasn't a movie. That was taken out of a play. Um, and that was a live mm-hmm. performance. They had no business taking photography. You know, they had no business taking pictures. Um, and um, mm-hmm. I don't appreciate it. I mean, I don't appreciate it on his behalf. But what I will say is this: is that um, Daniel Radcliffe has absolutely no problem playing a gay man because he did play mm-hmm. a gay man, and he had a gay and sex he has- scene, and he kissed a man, and mm-hmm. he boy did he kiss a man. He he like mm-hmm. boom. It, um, it was, it so, was very nice I think that year. you need um and I don't know if he has a problem with objectification exactly because I remember an interview where the girl was saying that she found him attractive but she was really uncomfortable with it because of him growing up in the movies and his <laughs> response was was that no one had a problem objectifying Emma Watson.
1: Mhm. And yeah. finding
0: her attractive but- after she grew up. Um and that's Jade says it. Um, she nails it. She said also in the books, Harry isn't exactly an alpha male, and that is absolutely true. If anybody's alpha in the book the books, it's Hermione.
3: She is. She she writes. She manages those boys like no tomorrow. You know, the fact that Harry makes it to the end, and and to be you know to actually have a chance to in canon. Mary Jenny is not because, you know, not, it's not because he's the savior or because he's, you know, he's got that that deep wellspring of, you know, get up and get. It's because I think honestly he was scared to, you know, to, to, you know, past death, Hermione would come and get him. I mean, she did everything. She kicked his ass up one side and down the other. And it's for all seven books and eight movies.
0: But what happens is is that these readers, they read the books once, they watch the movies a couple of times, and then they immerse themselves in fandom, where Harry Potter is an entirely different animal.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, Harry's a lot of different the Harry
0: in Fannin is nothing like the Harry in canon. I don't write Harry canon. I have no intention of writing him as canon, because I feel like his character um, wasn't developed enough. And even though it was written in almost entirely from his point of view um he he never moved, he never grew he never um he played offense the entire book series, and I find mm-hmm. that so weird. there has to be a point where even a pacifist and he's not a pacifist says no and and they go on you know well, actually he played defense the entire series, and you know mm-hmm. it, see i'm not I'm not very good about football but i but, but but I no. catch up He's always He's reacting always to what happens to him Instead of being proactive And saying I'm going to do this mm-hmm. this and this He waits for something to happen to him And then he goes big But it's almost too late Because yeah. Harry isn't a leader I think when it comes right down to it um, That the only person you see Grow and move into a leadership role In Harry Potter Is Neville. Neville, yeah, absolutely, it's Neville. Mhm. And Harry only really survived because of Hermione. Yeah. And luck. Lots of it. He better and be, perhaps he better fate. Be put in... mm-hmm. It wasn't skill. It no, wasn't
3: he skill. Didn't the, he didn't have the chance to. See, time. Hermione
0: was a leader from the very beginning. Neville grew into a leader, but Hermione was a leader from day one. I think that's why Harry and Ron um, reacted so poorly to her originally. And let's be honest, if there's a single character in the Harry Potter books that we we see grow up that could actually end up with an inner circle and have a cult, it's Hermione. Mm -hmm. If there was ever going to be a dark lady, there you go. She'd be the one right and and Hermione turned into this big wimpy girl but not so much that she shut down I mean she shut down briefly when Ron left but she still pushed through and stayed with Harry and so she it, it wasn't like mm-hmm. she was completely off the rails
1: which,
0: you know but she came close she um she came very close to just to going off the rails there at the, in that book um I read I read an interesting story once where Hermione did leave with Ron and Harry ended up being captured and taken to the Malfoy estate sooner, and Draco turns on his father and the Dark Lord and escapes with Harry. And hmm. that's all I think I ever read of it. I don't think it was finished. I think it was like two chapters, and I thought that was a really great idea. I I wonder what I could do with that. But then I never did anything with it. I don't like the idea of writing Draco with the dark mark.
3: It is, it's horrifying, I mean, I don't remember if Canon actually explained how you got that damn thing. I know Fanon does, you know. Um, It's, I'm wondering. Um, Let's see, where is it? We have homophobia, head shippers, and OTPs. Um, my OTP for, for the, the Harry Potter universe is the Harry Draco. And it's mainly because that's what you started writing, and then I kind of wandered over to it. Because when I started mm-hmm. when I started reading fandom, okay, um, I read a lot of Jen, and then I wandered over to the het. And I think my first... Last pairing that I remember reading was a Nick Gill um, pairing on CSI. And it was
0: early, early CSI. Now there was a ship war in CSI, wasn't there, about um, mm-hmm. Greg and Grissom and Sarah and Grissom? Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Sarah
3: and Grissom was major news before it actually showed up, uh, really in the show. Um, mm-hmm. And then when it showed up in the show, it was just exploded all over the place. The the thing I have is it's like there's the reason you 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 put actors or, or characters together um, as an OTP is because the actors have at least some chemistry with each other, okay. But the, I, I, I saw more chance of flame from a pile of wet soggy napkins than I did between Gil and Sarah, okay. Um, early seasons between uh, Nick and Gil, oh my goodness gracious, it was great. It was, you know, Nick and Warwick, the same thing, but not Gil and Sarah. You know? And I remember um, watching Stargate and enjoying the hell out of um, the, the Sam and Jack hints that were dropped. And reading that and, and enjoying those stories, and I've still got some of them somewhere, and they're great stories. And then I found Jack and Daniel, and I went, huh, and fell over the side of that one and <laughs> never really went back to Sam, you know. Um, yeah. Lucas to comments, Bill got deer in the headlights and ran from Sarah until suddenly they were together.
0: Yeah, that's that's one of those where I just seem to just come out of nowhere, didn't it? It was like, what, really? Yeah. She just came out of the bathroom yeah. in a robe and you're like, What?
2: How the fuck did uh-huh. that
0: happen? Yeah. I'm gonna be honest, if I ship anybody with Gill and C S I, it's Lady Heather. I you know, it doesn't bother me with Lady Heather. <laughs> that's hot as shit.
3: Yeah. I I can see I can see um Gil and Lady Heather, you know nowadays, especially after watching it, where they got where they were talking. But my original love of Gil and Nick was mainly because I never Lady Heather wasn't there. Okay, and then all of a sudden she was, and it's like, oh yeah, that's that's.
1: Oh, I know yeah, that, that works.
3: Yeah, you know, um, other OTPs that I have. You know, you've you've wandered into a couple of them, and you you've given me the the long distance hairy eyeball and um I can't see I never could see um something like um Tony and Kate from NCIS. They're it, very like, siblingly like that.
0: they're very that yes, brother and sister there.
3: Yes. And I never could get the Ziva and Tony thing because Tony wants to kill her. Just flat out, straight up murder her too many times and her reaction to him is a level of indifference to the fact that he's breathing and, and functional, you know, as more than just you know, a weapon that or something that she can manipulate. No, there's no spark there.
0: And when they did finally get together it was like the end when the actress was leaving the show. And I think that was mostly fan service for people who were mm-hmm. big on that ship um and it served no real purpose in the, um in the plots in the, in the plot structure of the show it just it just seemed like a an also and then and then this happened yeah. and then this happened and then and, here, and, and then Tony came the, home yeah and
3: here's the thing cuz i'm not trying to ship shame, okay if you want to call it that this this is me these are my opinions of of what i like okay and why i like them okay so if if you um if you don't like that idea well then that's fine. Um, Azura's got I think, some really I think strange some,
0: ones that I'll live with too. <laughs> <laughs> I call Azura, what are you doing? You just hold your head. But no, um, Kate, no, there's someone in the chat room that says, Kate and Ziva had no respect for Tony. I disagree on the Kate front. I think that sometimes um, Kate took Tony's teasing too far, and she responded. Mm-hmm. And um, the actress has a very sharp wit and tone about her, I think that's why the mm-hmm. actress didn't stay with the show was because the chemistry between her and Tony wasn't exactly right. But Kate cared Kate. about Tony. Mm-hmm. She did. Yeah, she, I mean, she did care. She stayed with him when he had the plague. She cared. And and Liva, the Jeffrey White thing? Never.
3: No. No. The Jeffrey White thing, where you know Gibbs was all just white knuckled and everything, and and. Kate is managing um him and her own worry and trying to make sure that there's you know that that when they find Tony that Gibbs is not going to have a complete and utter meltdown. Kate went for the, the thermonuclear option just a couple a couple too many times, I think, when Tony got outrageous. Um, Ziva just goes for the sniper rifle and try to kill him. You know, it's every just,
0: time. Every mm-hmm. time Ziva's like a knife in those first seasons when they're and um can I ship Kate with anybody? Uh I actually can't ship
3: Kate with anybody in NCIS. Okay? Um she looks at
0: I could ship Tony like Kate and G. Yeah, that works. But what I, I could ship Kate with G-, and G from NCIS LA, or maybe mm-hmm. Kate and Pride from NCIS New Orleans, because I haven't seen that one. she's all but, she's all buttoned up and he's all laid back.
1: Mm-hmm. It would be fun, it, 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 fun to it, it, watch,
0: but I, I but I, I can't ship her with anybody on the original NCIS. <clears> Tony's <throat> too
3: too much of her her very very close brother, you know, almost twin. Uh, Tim is too much of a younger brother who they're, they're babysitting. Um, gives is too paternal. And for Abby, there's too much of the, the – it's that weird cousin we've got who it was invited over for dinner. You know, passive girl in the golf.
1: Oh, boy.
0: <laughs> Julie's great. I'm perfectly happy to ship Ziva with Michael Rivkin and let her go back home.
1: <laughs> i
0: the. The problem that I have with Ziva early on, you get the the impression that um, relationships, because she kills her own brother, that relationships Mm -hmm. are only good for her and what their advantage is to her, and that she will destroy a, a relationship to advance herself, and she'll do it again and again and again, and for her, sex is a weapon. And when you have a character where sex is a weapon, Putting them in a romantic relationship is abusive because this person who treats sex as a weapon is going to manipulate their partner over and mm-hmm. over and over again with sex to get what they want. And Ziva does view oh, yeah. sex as a weapon, and which makes all of her relationships terribly unhealthy. And so, no, I can't share with anybody said- either.
3: She's been trained since probably earliest infancy to see her sex as a weapon. You are a girl. You are to use the fact that that your sex is a distraction. That that men will gaze at you. That they will they will ignore their whatever. That they will give you, you they'll give you their secrets for a taste of you. That's that's what she was trained for. All right, and for that I blame her father. Because he he had children, and he raised them not to be kids, but to be weapons. And then when they broke,
0: it's yeah, so ugly.
3: Defensive. Yeah,
0: it's well, so you know, ugly.
3: Eli De, Eli David is ugly. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um. There's a lot of things with Ziva. Um I can't she doesn't have enough bend. She doesn't have enough compromise built into her to be healthy. Um other characters that I think I walked into um Atlantis looking at it with the eyes of somebody who wants to ship something and I couldn't ship Ford with anybody he's too much of a puppy he needed to grow up into his paws. and Elizabeth I, I was so hoping it was going to be the original Elizabeth and it wasn't
0: I know right I really liked her she was powerful and she was um, she's strong petty, she, and then we got, we got mom. We got mom Elizabeth instead.
1: Uh
0: huh. And she treated John um, and Rodney like children, and I can't ship that.
3: That's no, creepy. There's, well, there's a reason I sent her home
2: the way I did
3: in one of my, my, uh, stories. But, um, Ford was a what behind the ears kid. He was probably a grand total of 22 years old when he went through the gate and maybe come out of the academy probably six months to a year before. You know? Um, Yeah. Uh, Oh my gracious, why did I click on that?
0: Right, you know, um, because somebody gives you a link and you click on it. And you should nice know better to on things that Azor gives. Come on now, Azor. Now, the question is is exactly who's that for? <laughs> is that for a woman or is that for a man? I mean, does the tongue kind of come out a little bit? Because otherwise I think it's probably more for a man than it is a woman, but that action doesn't look very pleasurable for a man. So it's
3: confusing. No. Yeah. By the way, Melanie uh, comments that she would lash out if she felt too much, mostly at Tony, because it was convenient. One of the things that... One of the things I like... I'm going to step back into the NCIS thing real briefly. One of the things I like about um, some of the stories with NCIS is where Tony says, fuck it, I'm done. And he leaves, and he he says, you know, I'm I'm going to, to take care of me. And... When he does that, when he leaves, the size of the footprint that man left or that he, he feels that, that he made on that team and in that, that um, agency all of a sudden becomes evident, okay? Tamon and Tony, there is no way, shape, or form that... That Gibbs would keep a clown on his team, okay? Not for the. So your love bad
0: writing, as a um, as an yeah, uh, as the reason behind that.
1: Mhm.
0: And I like when Tony leaves. I like when Tony leaves, and um, he advances himself, and he hooks up with mm-hmm. Steve McGarrett.
3: Which <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, well, I have to
0: say, if I have an OTP lately, it might be Tony, Steve McGarrett, because hello, hey, could that be the- any hotter? Uh-huh. Hey, they're in the same universe. They're in the same they universe. They certainly are. They certainly are, uh-huh. because Hawaii Five O crossed over with, C- with, with, with NCIS LA, which means Steve McGarrett exists in NCIS, in NCIS New Orleans, and in JAG, and in NCIS mm-hmm. LA keep that in
3: mind. Yep. Did Jag go crossing anywhere else, I wonder? Um, you know, it's it's uh there's a lot of 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 things with that particular trope that I enjoy. Um mainly because I enjoy the whole flailing that um Ziva and Tim have to do. Because all of a sudden they find out exactly what a senior field officer or um agent does. And they kind of fall on their face, and yeah, it, that's just my thing. Um, the other, the other piece I, I have are some of them I find because it's the first story I read in a fandom, you know, and so I gravitate towards that. Sometimes if I know the the um, the actors in the fandom, and I can picture their faces, and, and something in my head says, okay, I like that picture, you know. Um, I'm looking forward to your, you know, Spencer and and, um, and Hotch, okay. Mm. Uh,
0: and I think now when it, when it comes to an OTP, I have one. That's a one true pairing. Um, and if I have an OTP, it is McKay Shepard. Um, I have a difficult time pairing them with anybody else these days. I can do, like, temporary or past relationships Mm -hmm. or even just sex relationships that end Uh and turn into um, McKay Shepard. But um, I don't like to see McKay with anybody else but John. I really don't. So if I have an OTP, it is McKay Shepard. I have ships in other fandoms, but I have one OTP. And I can't ship McKay... Basically, with anybody but John. Now, I can have John fuck around, and I can have McKay fuck around, um, as long as I don't actually have to write it these days. But for me, my my OTP is is John and Rodney. Um, but I have plenty of other ships that I can, that I can read and write, mm-hmm. but um, that's my OTP. So yeah. is there any set of characters that you can't write with anybody else? That's this or the highway? Do you have a one true pairing? Do I have a one true pairing?
3: I write an awful lot of, of John and Rodney. So I guess in some ways you could say they are my one true pairing, but I think the one true pairing I actually have is Jack and Daniel. Because that was one of my earliest ones ever. Yeah, they, and you
0: wouldn't write Jack with anybody else, would you? uh
3: huh. I can't. I can bear it. Did you write Daniel with anybody it. else?
0: Yeah. No. So, so that's your OTP. So that's your yeah. your one true pairing. Um mm-hmm. I in Team will fandom I can only read Derek and Styles. I can't read anything else. I get deeply uncomfortable with Styles and Peter. Deeply uncomfortable. Um. But, so I only read I Derek to and to like Stiles Styles.
3: Excuse me. I I see I see Um Peter and Chris. Okay, because that's just the actors are pretty, Um, (laughs) and they hang all hang out together. So, whatever I can see, Derek and Styles, Scott needs to have a newspaper introduced to the back of his head and and his forehead until you know repeatedly. Jim Blair, I
0: agree. I agree. Our original Simpson says Jim, Jim Blair. Blair. I can't write yeah. mm, no. I, I can't write Blair with anybody else but Jim. You're absolutely right. Mm. No, 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 no. We Jim and Blair. OTP. That's definitely an OTP. Yeah. Um, I can write Steve Dano. I'm. Mean, I can read Steve Dano. I can read Steve Tony. I don't have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. Um, ever since uh, Sam's wife got introduced on NCIS LA, I can't ship Sam with anybody but her. Because his wife is fucking awesome and badass. No, you can't you even know, fuck with that.
3: I don't. I don't remember where I learned it. I think it was because I read the, um, the the written version of the um, Star Trek: The Original Movie one that they did uh, the, the the first one where we had Viger and there's mm-hmm. a scene in there where. Spock is meditating out at whatever the hell the place is, and he's trying to purge the last of his emotions, and he comes across whatever it is that he's got for Kirk in his mind, and understand, this is when, Chat- you know, Shatner is Kirk and, and Nimoy is-, is Spock, and right. he he's thinking about it, and he names um, Tahila. I don't know how I named yes. it, but I don't care. And, you know, he... he- there's so much, for a very straight, supposedly, character written in a, by a very straight man, there is so much love in these little spare sentences. And this is what breaks him. This is what he cannot, this emotional tie, he cannot give it up. And so, in that scene in the movie where... That old broken bitch hangs the, the the necklace in front of Spock and then lets it drop. That's right after he basically says "fuck you," I'm not giving him up. Yeah, you
1: know?
3: that's the pal. She just calls yeah. the pal no, an old broken
0: bitch. <laughs> yeah, it
3: is. It was it's it's supposed to be. It not uh, Not that I remember. It was. It was the, the high priestess of gold. And T'Pol wasn't wasn't from, she didn't have she hadn't
0: gone to medical. Oh, because yeah. it was supposed to be T'Pol. But it's interesting because T'Pol dies like three or four times in the books, but she is the one mm-hmm. who puts Spock back in his body.
1: Mm.
0: In the movies. Well, mm. yeah, I'm going
3: to have to go look at that again. But um, it's the same Vulcan lady. They got I think they got the same one for the, the movies, but. You know, it's. I'm looking at that, and it made the. It, it made kind of a lot of the sense, it, sense in the movie, and it's like I'm. Oh God, I'm six years old in that movie, when that movie came out, but. You know, I watched it, and it's like, okay, this is boring as shit. Twenty years later, it's a little
0: more interesting. And, it, and I watched Star Trek sense. when I was in my teens. The first time. So of course, it was in um. Mm-hmm. In uh, a syndication, and um, I I don't remember wasn't shipping anybody, but I also mm-hmm. didn't like it when Kirk was with his Woman of the Week because I felt like mm-hmm. he was cheating on Spock, so I had like this this mm-hmm. conflict yeah. in my head, because I really didn't understand it, but I was shipping it already I just didn't know it Yeah, there's the the concept of Tahaila, um, uh
3: brother, companion, soulmate, lover, whatever it happens to be, um, that that whole concept um, you ran right into it with tangled destinies
0: uh, on purpose. Yeah, but that was um, my goal. If you look at my plot mm-hmm. document, you'll have. Um, them meeting on one end and that on the other. That was that was mm-hmm. the goal of the entire thing. That is the theme of the entire thing. The friendship, the brotherhood, the lovers. And they come into it gradually. You see that friendship spark in the very beginning mm-hmm. and then that brotherhood come into them together but it's not like a platonic brotherhood. It's a it's a It's a like meeting of minds and hearts. Yeah. Right. I, I want I want I want to, to be a part of you for the rest of my life.
3: Yeah, you know it's it's not the the type of thing where you know I just want to pit, pitch a tent in your brain and, and enjoy all the sick. This is the the stuff where, you know, you you are the very heart of me. You are you are the fire that warms my soul. Okay, and that shows up in even in muted, strange forms in canon, where. what was it, in the, the Star Trek one with uh, Jean-Luc and, and Kirk,
1: Best Jim knows he's missing
3: something. Yeah, he's, he knows he's missing something. Okay. Yeah, he um, has that perfect little life
0: with the horse farm and the woman, and it's still mm-hmm. not quite enough.
3: Yeah. And there's something missing. All right. Which tells me that that, Thread that Spock felt back on the sands of gold, you know, burned just as hard uh, as hot, and in that heart of that that farm boy from Iowa, yeah, you know? and you know, it's um, it's an interesting thing, and they they managed it very well, and for all the fact that I could not see, I don't think I ever want to see, the thought of those two men, you know, um. Taking it physical for them to be the type of platonic soulmate where they orbit each other forever, and when one dies, the other is broken and goes off and does stupid shit and goes plays with the Romulans.
0: <laughs> you <know>? It's just <laughs> and does really. real stupid shit. <laughs> you know, but yes. I think there's um, a codependency. In the character ships mm-hmm. that become OTPs to me, Kirk and Spock is another. I can't ship them with anybody else but each other. Um, and there's a codependency in, with Kirk I, and I Spock. So, and John and yeah. Rodney, I can't even write them functioning without each other. I mean, it's like a they're they're like miserable apart. Oh, look, there you are. Mm-hmm. I wonder where you've been. Where have you been all my life? Where where have you been?
1: Mm-hmm. You know, yeah.
0: even even as they've never met, there's that there's that atmosphere in their first meeting where they're both asking the other where have you been <laughs> I didn't even There's, know I was missing you
3: <laughs> yeah there, i don't remember where it was that I, I i don't even remember what fandom i don't know what it what it was but you know where two people meet and all you can feel is the echo of thousands of lives you know saying finally i see you again
0: there you are you know yeah, yeah, um, I, I like that 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 there you are moment. You know, um, it's it's an interesting thing to write, and there are a thousand ways to write it. But when um, for the for the most for me, I think it comes from John's point of view when you know the the first time he sees McKay, and it's just like, oh, there you are. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know. There you are, and it's like it's great when you when you have two characters that kind of mesh that way, and they come together that way. And um, I think it's there's that better. moment in the in the new Star Trek movie, the first one, Star mm-hmm. Trek: The The um, Alternate Universe, where um, Spock and Kirk are in the trial, and Spock's being a total asshole. And but before he does that, Kirk says, "You know, I have the right to." Um, Confront my accuser, and Spock stands up and Jim turns, and then there's that tiny moment, that tiny moment where mm-hmm. they both look at each other, and you're thinking, oh, there you are. Yeah. Did you
3: ever you know? go and watch? And... Yeah. There's a, um did you ever go and watch Gambit? There's a, a movie with, with, um... damn it. Um, the guy who was in the Lethal Weapon movies. I just lost Gibson Mel Gibson. His name. Mel Gibson.
0: Glover.
1: And Mel Gibson.
3: he was in there too. And it was it was Mel Gibson. And he plays a um gambler who uh wins a giant pot or wants to win a giant pot. And there's a scene in there as he's working to get the money so that we can put his, his stake in for this thing. And I don't know how the hell they did it. I don't know what permissions they had to get, but they had Danny Glover show up as a, I think it was a bank robber, and he and, and Mel Gibson... Maverick. Oh, Maverick.
0: Yes. Um, Billy James is talking they, to the they, Maverick.
3: Yeah, yes. Yes, they, they they get together in one scene, and there's this really faint lethal weapon theme playing. All I could think of is, Yeah, that's a dynamic duo that met way too early.
0: There you are. (laughs) Sometimes when you see these two actors together over and over again, and then they give you a little Easter egg in a a new movie, it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, there you are, moment. And I think Mm -hmm. that every time I start a new John and Rodney Fick, I have that moment, Um, Mm -hmm. whether they're old friends or new friends, or kind of almost enemies at the very beginning. There's that moment when they meet where it's, oh, God. Mm Mm-hmm. I didn't even know you were missing, and now you're here, you know. And then it's like this this moment, you know. And I love that moment. I think that moment's better than the than the meet cute, you know. It's it's about, um,
2: mm-hmm.
0: it's a moment that ripples, and sometimes moments are you know very small moments can change your whole existence, and I think that whenever I have John and Rodney kind of collide, and they have that that first moment. That moment ripples throughout their entire future, and it changes everything. It changes so much. And it's like, it's an amazing thing to do to um, to a pairing, you know. It's like Mm -hmm. that moment when Hermione opens the door on the train, and she sees Harry Mm -hmm. and Ron for the first time, and you know that from that moment on that their lives will never be the same you know the, there's just i you mm. know i have i have
3: to wonder i have to wonder if jk sat there with a set of dice and just kind of rolled for 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 the the third you know she parked the two boys in the, in the thing and she had a list of you know other people and let's roll for thirds. you know um,
0: i think that um from a complete, completely from a construction point of view that that third was always going to be a girl. It might not have clicked with her immediately which girl it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Um but I think um that just from a plotting perspective to give the the book a, a roundness that there had to be a female influence in that in the golden mm-hmm. trio. So, and so yeah. like if if I rewrite the Golden Trio, which I've considered doing um and make it a different person than Ron, um even if I didn't pick Hermione, which honestly, to be perfectly frank with you, I would pick hermione mm-hmm. um, but if I didn't, it would definitely be female um Mhm, and I don't think two works, so I don't think Jenny and Her- Hermione and Harry as a golden trio works um. Jenny and Hermione have very strong personalities. The older Jenny gets, the stronger her personality is. is when she's young, she's she's timid and weird, and that wouldn't work. Um, and Luna's a little weird. I, I think that really, honestly, if I was going to cast my own golden trio, it would be Harry and Neville as godbrothers and Hermione as their best friend.
1: Mm-hmm. That still
3: works. You know, it does. I have I have my own little beats of that that faded moment type thing, where you know um, the, the the fates have, have have you know put all the the um, pieces in play, and you know they they bump into each other and there's not so much the heavenly choirs you know going off and that that lovely oh thing going on but it's. Sometimes it's the, the, like you said, that lock of a puzzle piece that you didn't know is out of place.
0: Well, Jay yeah. says it too. She says, "See, it's funny that you talk about the moment when Hermione and Harry, Hermione meets Ron and Harry, because there's a moment when Harry meets Draco in the shop that is totally one of those minutes, and it's absolutely true. That mm-hmm. moment when Harry and Draco meet in the robe shop defines their entire relationship at Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. And just think, in this, you know, there are lots of fanfictions written on this principle. What if Draco hadn't been a little hadn't- jerk?"
3: Hell, I'm writing one. You know, half passively, but you know, there's the the um the one I did for for April where you know it's um he's got bu he's got to own up and and you know Harry's not going to be all that thrilled with him. And
0: so, but what if he soul. isn't trying so hard to impress the kid? You know, maybe instead of Focusing on himself, he focuses on Harry, and he notices, hey, here's this kid. He's my age. He's kind of small. His glasses are broken, and his clothes mm-hmm. are too big. What's going on here? hmm Because Harry Potter, oh, this is Harry Potter. Harry Potter should mm-hmm. have more than this. He yeah. shouldn't look like if he,
1: that.
3: Because no
0: if he one looks his... at Harry and thinks that. No one thinks, no. you know what, Harry's clothes are too big. Why are his glasses mm-hmm. broken?
3: By the way, I think Why does he that particular look question that that whole yeah. question is another show because I think you, me, and everybody else on this um, on this thing can rant about this for hours and hours and more hours.
0: Oh, get my pattern one started because after he read um, the first two books, he came to me and he said, "Is there not child protective services in Britain?" <laughs>
2: He was really
0: concerned that there were no Child Protective Services in Britain Mm -hmm. because they're never represented in Harry Potter. And he is obviously a neglected and abused child, and he never gets any help from anybody on those two issues, ever. Yep. Yep. And he was like, he was deeply worried that there were children in Great Britain who were suffering like Harry Potter, and they didn't have resources to help them. He was very concerned. I and mean like right Queen the Letter concerned. <laughs> uh-huh.
3: I don't blame him. You know, there's uh, our books are supposed to teach. You know, and sometimes what they teach is that you know, A they can't always be trusted and B adults can't either. And that's kind of that's that's not an easy thing to say. You know, and so, oh, I don't know,
1: you
3: know, there's a lot about Harry Potter that, you know, I honestly, I think we should, if we're going to hold that one, you know, um, if we're going to have that discussion, it's probably be a completely different one. We're, we're oh, at, yeah, it would be uh, a totally different one. Three minutes.
0: One. We're down to three minutes, yeah. But, um... What I would say to my exclusively het readers is um, I don't mean to bash you. um, Just stop being so fucking aggressive. Because what you Uh do is you make readers who straddle the line like me not want to write het at all. While I might have one or two slash fans, they're, oh God, will she stop writing head? Oh, is she going to abandon Stargate? Is she going to stop writing slash? Has she pretty? And I've gotten that. For every, like, I don't know, a thousand readers, I have, like, one of those people in my slash fandom. Whereas in the head readers, it's like every other one of you bitches is on my case. So you need to fucking mm-hmm. stop. Yeah. And for the record, Harry Potter was an abused child. Period. Mm-hmm. JK. Joanne. Joanne, are you listening? Harry Potter was an abused child. He was yeah. emotionally negle- he was emotionally abused, physically neglected and physically abused. He was thrown around, he was pushed, he was not fed, and if that does not meet your definition of physical abuse, uh-uh. we need to have a real long discussion. <sighs>
1: oh, oh, no, hey guys.
0: Yeah. Oh, no. Apparently, um, down in 90 seconds, um, Michelle Nichols, who played a horror on the original series, suffered a stroke. Mild stroke. She's 82 years old. A mild stroke. She's 82. Um,
1: Okay, that's really that. upsetting. But so long as she, we're down.
3: Let's, let's let her keep trucking.
0: We're down to a minute. You guys have a great weekend, and um, mm-hmm. I'll see you next week. And remember to be no ass- Do your project files. Do your project yep. files. No ass to mouth. And there's mouth always mouth, time for lubrication.
3: Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> shut up and shut down we Seven billion humans on earth can't all like the same drink. That's why Circle K has Polar Pop and Froster. Pick your flavors and make that one in seven billion mix just right for you. Polar Pop and Froster, just 79 cents each at Circle K. Limited time only at participating locations. Seven billion humans on earth can't all like the same drink. That's why Circle K has Polar Pop and Froster. Pick your flavors and make that one in seven billion mix
2: just right for you. Polar Pop and Froster, just 79 cents each at Circle K. Limited time only at participating locations.